You are listening to the Physio Accelerator Podcast with Trish Wisby-Roth. To be a successful physio and reach your potential, be that in elite sports or in any discipline, one of the, I think, overarching quality that's really needed is communication. Communication is a key, and if you can also partner that with being able to push when needed, when things get hard, combined with being able to listen to constructive feedback and to learn from it and be open to be trained uh, no matter what your experience, or even if that knowledge is coming from people who are younger than you or in a different discipline, to be open and have the ability to take that information in and process it. Uh, I think those, if you can get those pieces of the puzzle early in your career, then you're doing so much better than me. I was very quiet, very introverted, you know, as a as a younger physio, I when I started the physiotherapy degree, I was only one of of a few that came from the western suburbs. Most people came from the more affluent eastern suburbs and North Shore. So insecure, I spent most of my lunch times in the library so I wouldn't have to talk to anybody and I have never put this down on it verbally but the first six months if I wasn't in the library studying I would at lunchtime find these toilets that were out the back of beyond of the Cumberland campus and um, have a good cry because I found it also overwhelming and that would then be enough to get me through the next afternoon and I remember six months on going to Karen Jin who is an anatomy lecturer and I said I don't think I can do this I don't think I'm good enough I don't think I'm intelligent enough and uh, Karen said to me why did you choose physio and so I said to her "Um, I chose physio because I wanted to help people walk and run and and get the most out of their life. And she said to me, well, hang in there till your first clinical. And at your first clinical, if you feel that that is not what physiotherapy is for you, then quit, but don't quit before then because you just need to dig down and keep pushing when it gets hard and be prepared to take feedback. And I totally remember that first orthopaedic clinical was at Lidcombe Hospital and I was looking after a 93-year-old lady who'd had a um, tibial fracture and I was teaching her to walk in parallel bars to build up her confidence so she could go home as opposed to going into a nursing home. And she did achieve to go home and it made me realise, no, this is, I'm on the right path. I may not be the most confident. I may not be the most um, intelligent or smartest, but I can push through 
And I think um, one of my pivotal moments, and I think it's important for you to look back, and even as a younger physio, I think there'll be times that that have pushed you to that brink and shown you that you can push through what you think is an impossible situation was just before one of my big um, presentations, final presentation in the final year of physio. And I had to get it up in front of the whole group and do a large presentation. Uh, the night before that, my father um, died suddenly at the table it turned out to be an aneurysm, but we, I tried CPR on him for half an hour and wasn't successful. And we'd been up all night and it was about 6am the morning that I was supposed to do the presentation. We had by this time 20, 30 mourners in the house. And my mother said to me, Trish, you have to go to uni today. And I looked at her and I said... Mum, you know, it's the worst possible time to be thinking about doing a presentation and I'm terrified about presentations. And she said, this is the time that you can find the grit to keep going, that you'll need this in your career and you've needed this to get through schooling and get through your scholarships. You need to do this. And so... I rode my bicycle, the 15Ks to uni, and I did this presentation. It was a 20-minute presentation, and I held it together till just after my presentation. And then, you know, I broke down and people said, are you okay? What's happened? And uh, when I told them what happened, there was a lovely physio, Chris, in our year, and she came from the North Shore. I don't know that she'd ever driven to the Western suburbs before, but I'll never forget her kindness because she put me in the car and drove me home so that I could rejoin the morning and the place was overrun. But it taught me something really important that at really dark times when you feel you can't go on, you really have to look at the situation and think, is it better for me to just push for a little bit more or is it better to hold back, recoup, restore and then go again? And if I can get you early in your, your career to think about that, and you don't always have to push hard, but there's pivotal times where you can push hard. But there's other times, and I didn't do this enough. And really, I see it now just um, in the last couple of years, I had quite a bad health scare and I'm very well again now. But it made me realise that I had to pull back a bit and get back to also the things that that um, sustain you and restore you when thing, when your career is getting too heavy. And for me, that's painting and and now sailing. I'm crewing on a sailing boat and we're heading out tomorrow for a weekend um, sailing up the coast of Sydney. And I want you to learn that before I did. I pushed 
too long for too hard. There were times I really needed a push, but there are other times that it would have been better to pull back and and restore yourself. But also keep your eye open for opportunities because if opportunities are there, it's rare that they come at a very convenient time. Some of your greatest opportunities come at the least opportunistic time. And it may be an opportunity, but in a direction you wouldn't necessarily have wanted to go. Maybe a different sport or a great opportunity in a different town or, you know, a a part-time, a great opportunity, but it's only part-time. And just always think it doesn't have to tick all the boxes because very often great opportunities are inconvenient. They don't come in the 100% package that you're looking for, but you have to be prepared when you weigh it all up to say yes. And if you say yes, you've got to be prepared to push through when things get a little bit hard. Hey guys, Phil here. We're just taking a quick break to let you know that if you'd like to leave any comments or ask any questions, you can do so at the Physio Accelerator Facebook page. This is also where we host our live Q&As with Trish Wisby-Roth once a month. Before we get back to the show, we're just going to hear a quick word from our sponsors at Astor Australia. Astor Australia, where you can find Australia's widest and best range of physiotherapy and allied health product. Our complete range of consumables and equipment mean that professionals can spend more time with their clients than on the phone ordering the next batch of products. Download the app, pick up the phone, or visit one of our branches today. And when you take those opportunities and whoever you're surrounded by, be that a tribe of people you work with or you know, a tribe of the team that you're working with or you've decided to connect with like-minded individuals through, say, the APA or Sports Medicine Australia or any individual group. Be really prepared to be trained and also to get feedback that you're not great in certain areas. It, as a physio who has now run a clinic for 30 years, I've come to realise that the most important thing with a new grad or any physio coming into my clinic is that they have a personality that they're, they're willing to try, they're willing to take on new experiences and they're willing to be trained and take feedback and to improve from that feedback. And I think even to this day, um, you know, if I get, I'll get feedback of, you know, you could do a bit better in this part of the course or this they didn't understand. And I would have to say, even a little bit of negative feedback when I read it, oh, I don't like it. I don't like hearing negative feedback. It, um, 
it annoys me really, to be honest. I just do not like negative feedback. But saying that, if it's, if it's justified and I, and I contemplate on it and think, well, if, that, if they're struggling with that hurdle, if I haven't achieved that enough, and I say this with patience, you know, if you haven't understood what I've said, it's not your fault. I haven't explained it in a way that you can conceptualise. So while I don't like it, it, it's been often pivotal. And so if someone in your team or at work or within a mentoring group does give you um, some feedback that is challenging. Hopefully they can sandwich that. So they give you a positive, a negative and another positive. But, you, you know, if you're going to take on opportunities, you won't have 100% of the skills and be perfect at what you're being asked to do or contribute right away. And so keeping open that ability to be trained is incredibly important. And I continue to learn things from people now much younger than me. You know, Ebony Rio is often someone, Jill Cook, uh, not, well, she's younger than me, but man, she has so much more experience than me and in areas, particularly um, in research and, and presenting at many, many, many international conferences. So I often get knowledge from people and still take that in to um, try to improve some areas and, and none of us are a perfect, a perfect mix. It doesn't matter how old we are or what experiences we've had. Uh, none of us are without without areas that we can improve and so at the end of this series of podcasts on you know career and career progressions and and aspirations and and how you can find your way forward (coughs) sorry I think it's important to sit down and kind of set out what you feel at this point in time, no matter where you are in your career, what your aspirations are, what you feel that you're, you've really achieved and what you've improved in, so what you've accomplished, and then put down what your hopes are. And from those hopes, think who else out there, what other mentors, groups, teams, information can feed into, help you round out your ability to realise your hopes and dreams. But at the same time, try to factor in some downtime, some things that will will let you have a breather, let you think about something completely away from physio because um, if you really 
care about your profession and as a physiotherapist, I think care is important. In that first session, if your client, whoever they are, believe that you care about them and that you are there for them to achieve whatever their goal is and you, by the end of that session, know what that goal is, you're going to get buy-in, whether it's a little old lady wanting to walk in parallel bars or it's an elite track cyclist and you're trying to improve their PB um, in the kilo. Care is really, they have to know that, that you care. And so to be able to care all the time, and again, I want you to learn this way before I did, um, is you've got to have time that you step away and you restore yourself. And in my early years when I was running a practice, um, in those early years we'd do the private hospital before I started work, I would work till 8pm, I'd read some articles in the evening, I'd be running, doing courses, doing lots of courses every weekend. And I look back and I didn't give myself the opportunity to restore. And I feel that that really is a real possibility for burnout quite early in our profession. And uh, I have heard a stat from uh, another physio, Doug, in Western Australia, where he, he sent out a questionnaire to young physios and 65% of them couldn't see themselves still being in the profession in 10 years or more. And that is really sad because the physio profession can go in so many different directions. It can go in elite sport. It can go in rehab, into education, into working within universities, working within hospitals, working for non-for-profit. It, it can so many genres from paediatrics to neurological to orthopedics to sports medicine there are so many possibilities and I've seen wonderful physios who have have really jumped right across genres and done successful um, career progression across genres and I think looking back and I and I hope this for you that you take some of that time to step away and clear your mind and restore yourself a bit because I think that is what is burning out a lot of physios why they can't see themselves doing this in 10 years because it's so intense um they can't see how they can get a direct line forward to where they want to go. Um, and maybe where you want to go when you're 22 may not be where you want to go when you're 32 or 42 or 52. And you're allowed to change that path. Sometimes just stepping back, taking some time away, be it, you know, go for a walk on the beach or have some time to reflect don't give all of yourself away. You have to keep some of yourself. And it's taken me way, way too long to realise that. And my husband, who is Swiss and is very, very balanced, and uh, I would come home 
after a 12-hour day at the practice and the you know the kids would be in bed asleep because I'd squeezed in somebody who needed to be seen that day in their eyes and I'd given that and he said something really pivotal to me he said Trish that one patient is the difference between you working at 95% of your capacity and 105% of your capacity. The patient doesn't realise that you are working above and beyond your vital capacity to fit them in. But the physical and the emotional toll that takes on you is way, way more than that 10%, that that one patient. It takes any ounce of energy you had left for you or your family. And so if I can get it across to you to try to function at most at 90% capacity, 95% capacity, don't push to 100% because if you come back to there, when there are those times you've got to push really hard and you've got to push through to get something to happen, you have some reserves. Because if you have no reserves, and I've been there so many times with physio that you've pushed so hard and for so long that um, there's you're wondering if it's worth it, and and I I don't want you to get there because Australia or the world needs passionate, well educated, well rounded physiotherapists who can carry on the profession, and that is you. And I think if through these, this um, Physio Accelerator program and then the Manual Therapy Mastery, if you want to go there, or even just the, the mentoring, if you can get a concept of your unique skills and combining, you know, I think manual therapy is something that we can't let go of as physios. We need to be know when to use it, but it's such a skill and it's so valued out there in the community. But combining that with really targeted functional rehab that has a biopsychosocial approach that you're looking at their psychological, social well-being, their pacing and really fine-tuning and targeting it to their short, medium and long-term goals, you will be a successful physio. You just have to mould it to where you want to take it, knowing that there are some dead ends and there are some detours and looking back, you may find the joy and where you've really end up may not have been where you thought you were going to go when you were 21. So finally, I wish for you to be able to have a tribe around you that gives you support, gives you feedback, gives you ideas. Have a group of individuals, be that a sport, a profession, a, a patient group that you're passionate about that gives you inspiration that you really are motivated to provide something unique to that group and finally that uh, hopefully you've taken a little bit of positive mentoring from this series but in your career that you find those mentors out there that even for a short period of time you can chat to them and reflect 
and um, hear your dreams and aspirations, but also reflect on how far you've come. So I wish you all the very best and hopefully even either at the live Q&As at our live um, manual therapy mastery courses at my intensive two-day face-to-face courses or at a conference. Hopefully we meet and have a chance to say hello and if you have any negative feedback that you want to give me know that uh, I don't like it but go gentle and um, sandwich it before and after with a uh, with a positive and uh, if I can I will reflect on it and uh, try to take it on if if it's uh, within my scope of ability to do all the very best. Thank you for listening to the Physio Accelerator podcast. If you'd like to find out more about what we do, head to thephysioaccelerator.com. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for our email list for more great insights from Trish and information about our upcoming courses. Before you go, if you think of a friend or a colleague who would benefit from listening to this podcast, make sure you send it their way. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.